Hey, before the show starts. Why are you pointing at me, Tim? Say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Of course. It's my turn. If you happen to be one of those people who hates spoilers, just automatically assume any movie that you hear us mention or TV show. We will be spoiling, so beware. Bingo. So once you see those movies, you can come back and join in the fun. But really, why haven't you watched these yet? I mean, what are you doing with your life? Love you guys. Bye. Jeez, what a suck up. <laughs> This is Sentron Control Room. Stand by. things must come to an end and so must this season of transmissions from the forbidden planet podcast copyright 2021 we're gonna close out this season yeah and it was a good season i liked it we did good yeah <laughs> i had a good time yeah it's our, our inaugural season yeah and i think we finished strong yeah. with, a, with a really great episode mm, right so anyway, on this particular episode, what are we going to talk about, Derek? We are going to talk our way from the beginning of our life all the way to now. <laughs> yeah. Right this moment. First, I was born. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yes, it was. <laughs> We're going to go all Andy Kaufman and start reading a book. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, you and I have decided we like to discuss scares during movies. Whether it's like a uneasy feeling, right, and uh, or all the way to the other extreme, which is a jump, like a startle moment, like our personal experiences and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then we'll give you guys uh, an opportunity to tell us some of yours. Yeah, and hopefully they're more embarrassing than ours. Yeah, yeah, that would <laughs> that would help a lot. I'm gonna start at the beginning. <laughs> Me too. When I was a young kid, my parents wouldn't let me watch rated R movies till I was about twelve. But I somehow got to be in the room while Alien played. Whoa. And I was made to turn around when the bad shit was happening. <laughs> and That just sounds like it would be worse because then you would imagine something even worse than what they show. So <laughs> I know, right? right? Well, there was a moment where, <laughs> if anybody remembers the original 1979 masterpiece. Yep. Uh, Tom Skerritt's character uh, oh. is sent out by himself in the in the uh, vents, the, the vent tubes, to go looking yeah. for him. And there's that whole scene where he's got to go down the one or whatever, and then you don't know. They're telling it's him, right towards you. and the right. light goes this way, and then he turns the light the other way, and it's right as my mom was saying, "Turn your head." Right. The fucking alien looks up at him and goes. <laughs> You know, it does that thing, and yeah, in hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. got me good, got me good, and uh, it made. And I had the uh, the two foot tall alien toy doll you could buy back then. If you if you Google uh, vintage alien xenomorph toy, this thing was wicked looking. It looked so realistic. It was so realistic that, especially after I saw that particular scene, I would have to like turn it 
around in my room at night <laughs> right because it, i could see it it just had that menacing uh stance right the, the brain would glow in the dark through the cover over its head right and it, and it had chrome teeth and the teeth would always shine at night you know and it was just scary looking you you had the toy <laughs> but you weren't right. allowed to exactly. see yeah. what was in the movie. That's really hilarious. I mean, I, I've had similar things in my life where it's like, you can't watch this, but here, <laughs> here's here's an image of it. Look at that and be right. scared. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my childhood was a, very different from yours, whereas my mom, I mean, she was an occasional Christian, but there was a lot of times when I was a lot younger where she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And so in those times, I would be able to pretty much watch whatever I really wanted to. Probably most of the time movies that there's no way I should have been watching. And on one particular occasion, I could definitely remember watching something that there's no way I should have been able to watch. Probably because my sister was watching it because yeah. my mom would have never watched anything like this. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was oh on. Oh, my God. And I was like six, seven. That's rough because yeah. it's people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that the movie is extremely violent, like graphic violence. It's a lot of implied violence yeah. with, with right. some graphicness. I'm not going to lie. But the worst part was we lived in Texas at the time. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. Utterly yeah. terrifying. But so it does have these harsh moments in the movie yeah. and this weird stuff yeah. happening and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, but the movie has that scene where it's like... The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. And then, it, of course, at the end, they get away and they're never caught. And it's so it's a true thing. Right, yeah, the guy's just spinning around with right. the chainsaw right. running. Yeah. And, right. and it's just the momentum in the movie's going. And so, I, you know, I was really worked up. I was having nightmares all the time. <laughs> My mom was getting sick of it and finally was just like, look, it's a fake movie, all right? <laughs> just chill out and take a yeah. pill. And I was just like... That's real. No. Those are absolutely real. You're rolling with it. Don't lie to me, Mom. <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. Yeah, can we move, please? <laughs> can we be Christians again at least until I'm 13? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm scared. When I look, you you boys don't want to go mess around the old house. But those things is dangerous. You're liable to get hurt. We'll, we'll be careful. You don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. <laughs> Some folks don't like it, and they don't mind showing you. The first real horror movie that I watched was John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, that was the first rated R movie my parents let me watch. I think my aunt and uncle were over and we were all watching it together and all that shit. You know, the whole thing with the blood tests. Yeah. For those who may not know, the blood of the alien. It was a replicating alien, so you didn't know if it was one of the crew. <laughs> there was right. all these guys stuck in the Antarctic. And uh, the mimic alien was basically individual every molecule was an individual life force right that would create an exact copy of what it 
wanted to copy, right? That is hands down the most horrifyingly badass idea ever <laughs> yeah. in film. That's a brilliant ever. idea. I love that. And the idea was is if you, you took a little bit of blood from everybody, and right. if the one was alien blood, it would want to defend itself. The blood right. itself would want to defend itself because they were all individual organisms. So Kurt Russell's character... It didn't like heat and fire. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he knew that right from the from the first guy with the big arm and the, thing. And the dogs. So too. he has a piece of wire and a and a little like map gas blowtorch thing. Right. And he's heating it up. He starts going through the different petri dishes of blood. And, yeah, the slow waiting. Game. Yeah, and then uh, Keith David is. If you don't know who Keith David is, he's pretty much the big. He's badass. Scary badass black guy in every movie <laughs> yeah he was a staple in like 80s movies but a lot of the kids today will probably know him as the voice of the president on rick and morty change of plan people get me for real randy newman billy corgan and the dream the dream he wrote umbrella and single ladies you people haven't heard of the dream oh really yeah and he was the stepdad in something about mary but um Franks and beans frank and beans what's that bubble there what do you think it's a well, how the hell did you get the beans above the frank? I mean, you, I'm, you, I'm, he's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he he's pissed off that he's that Kurt Russell's character uh, doesn't trust him, and so he gets to his blood, and it fizzles out, and he's like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> Cut me loose. Cut me the hell! Come on, get me out of here! Come on, get me out of here! Yeah, exactly. Untie me, and then he, we get to the next guy, and then right as it gets to the petri dish, the wire, the blood screams. It literally screams and jumps out of the petri dish, right. and I, I remember freaking out, jumping. You know, I I jumped at that. That was a that was a definite jump moment. But right. then they go over to that kind of quiet. Um, well, he's like a stoner, really. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, and he he started like doing that shaking, shaking. thing in the chair, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> and he just starts yeah. morphing into the other. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie, right? Oh, man. It's some crazy shit. To this day, that is probably one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. No, it's my tip yeah. top favorite horror movie ever i watched that thing probably twice a year love it it's so good yeah yeah i went and saw it in a an old kind of 50 60 style flat floored giant screen uh movie theater you know oh, a vintage wow. movie theater about two years ago and just thinking wow this is so cool yeah seeing it on the big screen that's awesome man and uh, kurt russell's great in it he's basically oh, yeah. you know Jesus. kind of like so good He's so halfway good. down from Snake Plissken, not quite as amped oh, up, amped but he's up, in yeah. the middle there somewhere, you know, right. a little too cool for school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so awesome. Nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. No, uh, normally, like, um, like, I remember seeing that. I don't know how young I was. I was probably at least 10. When I saw the thing, and normally any um, any alien movies or stuff like that never really scared me too much. I was just kind of fascinated by the concept. Right. And there was only once where I was ever really creeped out as a kid by watching a kind of monstery movie, and <laughs> and that was a uh, it was a, I believe it was a TV remake or a TV movie of Salem's Lot. Look at me. Look at me. Look. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that with the, the guy who played Hutch. Yeah. From uh, Starsky and Hutch. Yep. Yeah, it and was really it, long. One, of, it was like one of the yeah. first. I think it was two parts or something like that. Yep. Yep. It was. But the the um, they did them in a kind of Nosferatu style. Yep. The eye teeth uh, fangs yep. rather than the canine teeth. Yep. And the pointed ears. The look of it, I remember, just really creeping me out. That was I, I can literally say that was the only time ever. And for a vampire, that the look ever kind of creeped me out. After that, it was all just kind of meh. But that, yeah. and it might have been because I was young and I hadn't had a lot of reference towards a lot of uh, vampire movies at the time, which is yeah. why it might have affected me. Uh, because it, it had, to, I know for sure it was after that that it was like on Million Dollar Movie on Channel Thirteen or whatever ABC. Welcome to the Million Dollar Movie. Late night movies where I eventually ended up seeing like the original Dracula. And right, stuff like right. I think for me, on the it's not scary like you said, but it's just eerie for me. But it was Klaus yeah. Klinsky's take on. Uh, the Nosferatu Dracula in the Werner Herzog redo. The movie's terrible. Dying is cruelty against the unsuspecting. But death is not everything. It's more cruel not to be able to die. Right. As far as, because the dialogue delivery and all the regular folk is bad. Klaus Klinsky is wickedly badass in that movie, though. Right. Because well, to, to give a little backstory, when when Nosferatu was done in what was it 1922, it was intended to be Dracula, but uh, Bram Stoker's wife was still alive and did not want to give up the rights to uh, let Dracula be done as a movie. So right. he basically said, "Fuck you! I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to change some of the names." So he changed right. Count Orlock to you know from Count Dracula became Count Orlock and. Jonathan Harker's name became something else, and all the characters' names were different. So by the time Werner Herzog wants to do his take on Nosferatu, he wants to do it as Nosferatu, but the Dracula novel is public domain now, and he right. puts all of the original names back in. So Jonathan Harker, Dracula, and all that shit is back in there. Right. So it is Count Dracula, but it, it looks like the Count Orlock that we know from the Nosferatu silent film. But he speaks, obviously, because it's a talkie. And he just has this spooky, dead-eyed look of the way he's talking to him and just saying his lines. And I remember just being transfixed by that performance. Uh, the, the movie itself doesn't do it for me. I could change everything. Will you come to me and be my ally? That be salvation for your husband and for me. The absence of love is the most abject pain. Because I rewatched it uh, maybe a year ago and just thought, holy cow, you know, for Werner Herzog, this is terrible. Because <laughs> he's usually pretty good, you know? <laughs> right. So right. I remember that one when I first saw it kind of creeped me out as far as vampires go. Right, yeah. Well, when I was younger, uh, slasher films were really big, and uh, I was never really bothered. But well, I mean, I guess Texas Chainsaw is kind of a slasher yeah. kind of film. But 
basically what I'm talking about is like the Halloweens and the Friday the 13th and Nightmare. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I never watched any of them. I just watched the Freddy Krueger ones. No, I, I watched all of them. I was a sucker for all of the Friday the 13th and Halloweens and Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of that stuff. But there was, in 1984, there was this movie called Terror in the Isles, which was kind of like a compilation clip horror movie. Terror in the Isles, a totally unique non-stop. Roller coaster ride through the most frightening moment of the greatest terror films ever made. Terror in the Isles. It's only a movie, but it's more than enough. Uh, it was wrapped through a, a light narrative with uh, Nancy Allen, who had been in Carrie. I had a big crush on her, and she was in Carrie and Blowout and Dressed to Kill yeah. and. Uh, Robocop. Robocop, yeah. And so, and then it also had uh, Donald Pleasant, who I'd never seen before, great right. actor. He was in uh, Halloween. Halloween, yeah, Dr. Loomis. And uh, so, all the compilations of clips that they were using, everything from like uh-huh. uh, Dracula and all of the Universal monster movies, stuff like that. And then it also mixed it with clips from stuff like Scanners and Rosemary's Baby and The Birds and all of this stuff. So, that movie was the first time. I had ever saw anything to do with Halloween. I hadn't seen the movie, the original one. First one, yeah. So the clip that they show from Halloween in that movie is where Laurie is held up in that closet. Michael Myers is breaking into it. She has nowhere to go. It's completely claustrophobic at that moment. That is a pretty intense scene. Of like, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Plus right the on slow of reveal of his fi- his mask as right. the, more of the things are being broken away. Right. Yeah. No, I remember that too as a kid. And that kind of freaked me out. Michael right, Myers yeah. definitely is le- is a legit scary slasher character yeah. over all of the other ones. Yep, yep, for sure. Which uh, which is why I think he's kind of done the had the most remake attempts and lasted the longest. And... Right. Yeah. And and being that that clip comes into the middle of the movie, you don't really have a whole setup of what's going on in the film. You just see that mask. You see that what's happening. Yeah. No, I know. I it's know what you're talking really about. really intense, and you're like, what is going on? And it's freaking you out, especially when you're younger. So, you know, later on, when you see it in context with the film, which I did, and it's not as scary, oh, okay. but he's still creepy. Right. But seeing that snippet, not really having any context to it, and right. just seeing the face yeah. and that scene is kind of like, ugh. Because yeah. I think they got all the way through that scene to where... She stabs him in the eye with the hanger. Right. He goes down. She gets out. And then behind her, you can see him slowly. <laughs> Get up, he right. gets up. He right. gets up. And you can. See, and it's one of those rare moments in a film where you're like yelling in your mind, like, oh, my God, it's behind you. Get out of there. <laughs> Get out the room, bitch. Get out <laughs> right. the room, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Well, I'm going to go back to Creatures real quick and remember, and, th- and this is more of a an early disturbed gross out. Gross out? G- yeah, gross out for me. And uh, okay. it's David Cronenberg's The Fly. Oof. How does Brundle fly eat? Well, he found out the hard and painful way that he's very much the way a fly eats. His teeth are now useless because although he can chew up solid food, he can't digest it. Solid food hurts. 
he regurgitates on his food, it liquefies, and then he sucks it back up. And there's two scenes, in, well, the last, actually, it's the last major transformation when Gina Davis comes to see Jeff Goldblum, Oof. and he's in really rough shape, and he's right. falling apart, basically. And he's right. coming, he's basically forcing himself onto her, and she's right. trying to push him away, and his jawbone essentially comes off in her hand. Right. And then that's when he starts that massive conversion or whatever. Right. And then that kind of bald, bearded, secondary yeah. boyfriend of his comes, and, and he regurgitates on the hand. Yeah. And, and the, the leg. And the leg. And his yeah. foot essentially gets burned off through the acid and i yep. remember that turned my stomach so and i was just like oh that yeah. is brutal yeah. <laughs> you know especially in the 1980s what seeing that yeah for sure that's one of those movies that i think gets lost a lot when you talk about really great prosthetic makeup movies yeah there's yeah. some great effects in that movie there is yeah that that movie has one of the cringe ones for me yeah. I mean, not that those scenes that you mentioned aren't really horrifying, but it's a scene where he's at the tip top of his performance. and Oh, I know what you're about to say. Yeah, yeah. he goes to that bar, yeah. and he's arm wrestling yeah. with that dude. Snaps and, that guy's oh, man. arm. Yeah, and then he takes the girl and bangs the crap. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. but that was one of those, yeah. oh my God. I thought, at first I thought you were going to talk about when he's like pulling his fingernails out. Oh, no. Because that's, that's pretty hard, too. Have you ever heard of... Insect politics? Neither have I. Yeah. Most of the time, I mean, by that time, I I was kind of used to... I started seeing the, the terror of creature movies was kind of pulled out for me because I was so fascinated by the technique. Yeah, of, of the, how they did it. The, how the they American did it, Werewolf right. in London effect, essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. But there were, every now and again, there'd be a little thing, like the arm snapping thing, for some reason pulled me out of oh that's an effect to oh my god yeah, it's just kind of whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it wasn't really a creature effect it was more like right. the brutal effects of what happened to <laughs> right. this poor guy <laughs> right, right exactly right. <laughs> I remember thinking Probably on my second viewing of the movie Psycho. My first viewing, I didn't really pay attention because I was probably, I was younger and I saw it with my mom. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Not, not young, right. not too young, just probably like maybe 15, 14 years old. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is pretty decent, whatever. But then watching right. it again as an, like a young adult, the end scene where he's locked up and <laughs> they're doing that pan, is it in or out? It's in. They're slowly, slowly yeah, closing they're, in. Yeah, they're them, slowly yeah. closing in. And he's just dead staring into the camera with that half smile. But I was just like really blown away by his capturing of insanity in that right. face. It's perfect, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you turn it down, if you put it on mute, you can slightly hear cuckoo. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We all go a little mad sometimes. Well, 
I lived in Texas for a good number of these ones that I'm remembering, and uh, we used to go to the beach there at Galveston, which it's considered a beach, but it's not a really great beach. It's a pretty nasty beach. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, we I saw Jaws around that time. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. So 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out. The sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. And I remember that kind of freaking me I'm out. Sure. To where, uh, enough to where stepping into the water is just like I'm at I'm at knee length now and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna go any deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, if I want to get up to my chest, I'll just sit down right now. <laughs> but if it was Jaws 3D, <laughs> yeah, you would just go roar and come out, <laughs> driving a car up onto the beach. <laughs> Land shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some of the younger listeners, that's way over their head. Yeah. I don't need a plumber. You're that clever shark, aren't you? Candy Graham. <laughs> Candy Graham, my foot. You get out of here before I call the police. You're the shark and you know it. Wait, I, I'm only a dolphin, ma'am. A dolphin? Well, okay. <laughs> It's funny to me how over the since Blair Witch, this whole Bound when did that come out? Ninety seven, ninety nine, somewhere. Okay, so yeah, because I think it was the same year as as Phantom Menace. Okay, which was another scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, talk about horrifying. <laughs> um. That was pretty much the first found footage film. Uh, I mean, other than like uh, first big one, Cannibal Holocaust, and all that's a, that's a found right. footage film. But um, first mainstream one that made huge millions of dollars, you know. Right. So then comes the flood of them, right? They still really haven't stopped. No, I guess they haven't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I know I don't really like these movies. But the paranormal activity ones, I know this, and because I don't like demons, I think because I'm not a religious person, and so right. when you, as soon as you to put demon into it, it becomes unrealistic to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if it were a ghost, I don't know, maybe something about like the the, the replication of a spirit, seem or, or right. you know, like a, a past life kind of like right. Like, Stuck in time. I don't know that, that. I don't know. Maybe that's a little more viable than say a big you demon with wings, you know, haunting people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was never the concept that scared me. But I'll tell you what: in Paranormal Activity Two, there's a scene because they're in the suburban. It's like a suburban new build home, like a track home. Oh, okay. There's a scene where it's a regular family. There's a little baby and everything, and. Weird shit's happening, of course. So they put in cameras all over the house, of course. <laughs> That's how it's found right. footage. Right. And things are getting caught on tape here and there. But there's one scene right in the middle where I think it's the wife. It's either the wife or the daughter. Heard something. Comes out of her room. They show her go down the stairs looking around. You know, because there's, like I said, there's cameras in every possible. Right. She goes into the kitchen. And she's standing right in the middle of the kitchen. There's like an island and a lot of cabinets all around her and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden... All of the fucking drawers and cabinets opened at once. And I think in all of movie history, I've never jumped (laughs) harder or higher than that moment. 
that's that's <laughs> probably the biggest jump moment I've ever had in my life. It scared wow. the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was one of those ones to where I'm like a foot out of the chair. I come down and I started laughing because you know you, you know when you you're like you got you me. got me good you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And now a word from us. Ooh, my favorite peep. So let's say you want to reach out to us, ask us some questions, or make comments that are not negative and mean. No, no, we're very sensitive. Or if you want to participate in some of the questions we ask each other on the show, answer them so we can see your answers. Right. Boy, am I right. If we, if you're going to try and look for us on Instagram or Facebook, it is TFTFP Podcast. And if you're looking for us on Twitter, it's Podcast TFTFP. Right. Yeah, and we also have yes, yes, a shiny, mm-hmm. spick and span little email address Ooh. that goes by the name of tftfppodcast at gmail dot com. Mm, rolls right off the tongue, it does. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also, if you're so inclined and want more of TFTFP, head over to our Patreon page. The link should be in the description wherever you downloaded this podcast, or right. you can just search us on Google. Yeah. And make sure you like, subscribe, and review us because that helps us with the algorithm thing that everybody (laughs) else says and I'm supposed to say. Spoken like a true professional, Tim. I mean, as far as not jumping, because I can't really think of anything that's made me jump really badly. I mean, I'm not saying I never have. I just can't remember a movie that has. It's been a while. Tough guy over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's been a while because I'm like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> and then I walk up to the screen slowly, intimidating it. And then I show my muscle. You and, just punch the screen. And I punch the screen, yeah. Uh, but one that definitely gave me a creepy, eerie feeling. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but no, the legitimately left me kind of... Uh, and I saw it. I, I was probably 15, 16 when I saw it, but... Uh, was Silence of the Lamps. Yeah. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Mr. My family will pay cash. Whatever ransom you're asking for, they'll pay it. And it was not so... I was more fascinated by the Hannibal Lecter character. Right. But the Buffalo Bill character. Buffalo Bill character with the dungeon and the girl in the hole and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially when they do this long pan. I can't remember if it's to the hole or from the hole out. Mm -hmm. But there's one of those, whatever it was, it... You just feel like the isolation of her, you know? right? And that yeah. I remember kind of stick it in my brain. Walk, you know, you leave the movie, you reflect on whatever you saw that res- you responded to. That was one of those things in my mind that I was like, "Eesh, for sure, that is awful." And <laughs> Bill's character is a collage of all real serial killers. Right. Ed Gein, who made suits out of people. There was I don't know who it was, but there was a guy who had a pit in his basement. Right, uh, and of course the uh, how he captures her uh, Ted Bundy. is Ted Bundy with the fake cast. He would do that stuff, and uh, right. Yeah. So that scene, and then the other scene that I remember not breathing was the, the when the lights go out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mortifying. And, and oh, <laughs> he's my yeah, God. yeah. 
he's got the night vision goggles night watching vision. her. Right, yeah. And he's he's right in front of her, Jodie Foster's character, yep. Clarice. Clarice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's got her gun just kind of waving everywhere. Yeah, and he's no. kind of taunting her. He's like, I think he's even reaching yeah, out to try right, to like almost right. touch her face. And there's, you can see some of the moths going by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a masterpiece, though. That's like one of the better. Yeah. It's not a horror film. Sure. I don't know if it's kind of a horror film. I mean, Hannibal yeah, Lecter part is horror. The Buffalo yeah. Bill is more of a like a suspense thriller because it's like I said it's based on a lot of real shit right yeah rest in peace Jonathan Demi. I was gonna say now, now this one's more obs- okay go, I got two more of these found footage movies oh yay Let's do it. Uh, I, like I said, I don't like these movies, but they scare me. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was a recommendation from you. <laughs> you're welcome. So it's a movie called Creep. I'm assuming you're Aaron. Yeah, I'm Aaron. Joseph. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to be a good day. There's actually two of them. There's, oh, well, I yeah. mean, there's a Creep sequel, but I'm talking about there's an English movie creep that I, oh, okay. I think I watched mistakenly and it stars the German actress from Run Lola Run and the first Born Identity movie oh right and it's yeah. about this she's in the second one too for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and that's that was like a weird movie about mutilated person who was left under the in the sewers to grow up to become a monster or something and she's running trying yeah. to get away from it the whole time he's all deformed looking and there's weird laboratories down there that she's finding fucked up shit so there's that. That wasn't that great. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the creep from America, and it stars one of the brothers. You know, there's those brothers that do all those. Oh, Duplass. The Duplass brothers. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the Duplass guys. Uh, it was him and whoever the other dude is, the cameraman. <laughs> those right. are the only two guys in the whole fucking movie. He basically he claims the Duplass character is a like a rich eccentric who claims to be terminally ill has a young young child that was just born and wants to have the end of his life uh, documented. So he hires this guy to come up to his cabin and document him. And right. as, as soon as we meet him, the guy is putting this cameraman under duress. And he, but yeah. he's doing it with the biggest smile and the most off-putting, friendly manner. <laughs> from right. and, and all the way through, he's like just the happiest-go-lucky fucking lunatic right and there's some scenes in there that really freaked me out right yeah. yeah i remember when you started watching it you text me yeah and the text started out like hey i'm starting that movie you recommended and then it wrapped up with about 20 minutes later what did you get me into? <laughs> yes i remember <laughs> i was doing that whole thing where i'm like looking over my shoulders to see if someone's <laughs> in my room in my in my house you're trying to make sure peach fuzz isn't there with yeah you. peach fuzz he wear he has this moment where he puts on this fucking wolf, you know wolfman's mask <laughs> right and he said he called the mask peach fuzz and right he's blocking the door so the cameraman cuz he's not saying yeah yeah he won't talk when he has it on right and the cameraman's basically that's he's like all right i'm pretty much done with this and right. and when he goes for the door that's what he's standing right in front of the door and he's like sliding his butt back and forth on the door yeah. he's gyrating <laughs> yeah, his hips he's gyrating yeah. his hips and he's like 
you're not going to let me go, are you? And he starts shaking his head. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that movie gave me a heart attack. <laughs> because there's, later on, he's he when he does get away from him, He's in his. He's back at his home, and the dude's at his yeah. house, and like standing over his bed while he sleeps. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty intense movie, and there is, a, and like I said, there's a sequel to it, but I never saw it. Yeah, me either. I kind of want to. It's one of those ones where I, I like the first one enough. Like I, I w- it's not one I'd go back and revisit. Yeah. No. I already saw everything. You can't really get the same feeling after you see it the first right. time, one of those right. things. Especially... But I like it enough to not want to harm it if the sequel is shitty. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was unique and I, as far as found footage films go, it was one of the best ones I think I've seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there for sure. Yeah. And then the last one of these found footage bullshit movies I'm going to go with is one that was written and directed by the comedian Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> of all people. But I guess he has a big thing with monsters and stuff, which is cool. I'm big on that. But um, it was called Willow Creek, and it was about Bigfoot. <laughs> right. And this couple, the young man is trying to be a film student, and he's wanting to make a documentary on the famous uh, Bigfoot sighting from the 60s, that, that famous video footage that everybody's seen right. of the Bigfoot walking with a, so with looking over his shoulder and, and oh, well, that's not a zipper down its back. But anyway, <laughs> so they're trying to get to that site. And the, the town, I guess, has a lot of uh, Bigfooty, touristy stuff. And it seemed almost well. And they they go there and they interview some people and all that stuff. And it's almost like those people don't. They actually think they're being interviewed. I can't tell. You know, like some are actors and some are not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like Blair Witch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eventually, they get to a point where they're in the fucking forest, and it's just there's a large section of it where they're just inside of the tent and noises are outside and that's the if you've watched the, the bigfoot show on the discovery channel with those four <laughs> idiots that hunt bigfoot <laughs> right you know there's the certain tropes to what the bigfoot does the knocking of the wood and the, right. the hooting they go whoo, 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 whoo. you know so right. all that shit starts happening and then you hear the footsteps coming up to the tent and running away and the tent gets hit and then this in another this created a post traumatic stress scenario for me <laughs> <laughs> because Derek and I many years ago in a, a a different lifetime when we both lived in the same city and had <laughs> different spouses <laughs> uh-huh. we went on a camping trip to uh, the four of us and yeah. uh, the best camping trip ever oh it was the most frightening thing <laughs> we ended up I think. We believe sleeping in a mountain lion's den, pretty much, because there were bones everywhere, and right, our dog, my dogs were flipping out in the middle of the night, and oh man, how in the hell did we even find that place? I don't even remember. We were trying to get around to a lake. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Remember yeah. we were, and we went past it, and we're it was I had just bought that Ford Runner, and so we were wanting to do like some off-road adventure to get to it, so we were doing this. My ex-wife had bought like one of those maps of Arizona that had the dirt trails on it. 
and we were following a dirt trail that we thought was going to get us to the backside of this lake. And we were like an hour to an hour and a half into being off-road and not seeing any fucking lake. And we're like, you know what? There's a pile of trees right there. Why don't we just back into those pile of trees, you know, maybe about a, like a hundred yards of trees. And if it gets too cold, we can just climb into one of these deer carcasses that are all over here. <laughs> there was literally a, a wreckage of animals off to one side. <laughs> Jesus. It was, and we're like, oh, this will be great. Even though my little dog, one of my little dogs, as soon as we got out of the car, just hair went up on the back of her shoulders and just viciously barking into the distance <laughs> right <laughs> at something and we're like no no we're good oh my god yeah yeah but anyway it this movie because of the tent thing and that we had that same thing happen to us in the tent later that night where your ex-girlfriend thought she heard something right outside the tent and right oh my god so watching this movie i literally was getting sweats and again i every time i get scared when i watch a movie i start texting Derek. <laughs> like god damn it dude <laughs> it's happening again because <laughs> my my fiance won't watch scary movies so uh, i have right. to watch them alone hmm. which in some ways is better anyway yeah right Willow Creek. I guess it's probably not that great. It's just that I have that association with our camping trip, so it made it bad for me. Right, right. Yeah, big trigger, big <laughs> trigger. <laughs> That's cool. Off in the distance, I'm hearing Squatch calls calling back to me. Well, moving on to a movie that I saw, it definitely wasn't around the time it opened, but I believe it's a uh, Japanese movie. Yeah, it is. Horror movie. Yes. Or, or whatever. whatever it is, torture movie, <laughs> right? But it's audition, yeah. and I remember distinctly that thing keeping me on edge, not just for a little bit, but like the minute the shit hits the fan in that movie, yeah, it's kind of because like, it doesn't happen for a long right. time, and it's like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And then it just gets worse and, and worse, worse. Yeah, the needles and the yeah, and she's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oof. And the yeah, there's the guy, the other guy, yeah, in the bag with one arm yep. trying to yep. go on. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I think doesn't she put those needles? She's putting the needles in his eyes or something like that. She's doing that. It's, she's doing the piano wire. Yeah. Holy. Sh oh, that's right. She takes his ankle off. Right. Yeah. She cuts his foot off with the piano yep. wire, and she's like yep. laughing about it. Yeah. Essentially, laughing. what the movie is 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 a famous movie director in japan i think it is or something like that and his wife had passed away and it was uh, uh his friends were urging him to get back in the market or something and so he decides to hold auditions for dates and this girl right. comes this particular girl catches his interest because she's unique right and so they have their date and things go well but she's what it turns out is she's luring him back to yeah. the apartment to be torture fodder <laughs> Oh my god. And it's really, really out there. Yeah. Well, um, this one didn't make me jump or anything like that, but I saw it a year late, too. But I thought it was just superbly done, and that's The Witch. No more! We are your judges, and not you ours. I cannot be judged by false Christians, for I have done nothing save preach Christ's true gospel. Right. Because... It captured the error, that error, 
better than any other movie I've ever seen as far as the old English dialect and uh, right. I had I put the subtitles on thinking it would be easier and I'm like no it's just old English subtitles <laughs> <laughs> so but but was the subtitles in old English font <laughs> no it wasn't so I could at least read it but it was like still <laughs> thou art there are and, and but the performances were really intense that woman yep. who plays the mother she's from game of thrones she plays the uh the stark woman's sister right yeah that's who she plays but anyway there was quite a few creepy scenes in there with the way the uh the forest scenes will kind of went along and the, when the dog gets killed and the uh yeah kind of sexy witch woman living in the hut right. kind of seduces the boy yeah yeah that was pretty hot but it was also spooky it was yeah yeah i don't know man they just captured the air of ignorance that would create that kind of lore you know what i mean oh yeah yeah i unfortunately this movie was not ruined for me but there was so much hype built up when it was out from people that i work with and friends and stuff that I had my expectations just completely blown out of proportion. So when I went to see it, it was not as great as it had built up in my head. And I think that's a movie that benefits from not knowing a lot going in. Yeah, which is, that's how I saw it, yeah. Right. And so by the time I saw it, I I really liked it and and respected it for what it was. But uh, it didn't have a whole lot of wow scare factor yeah or creepy i mean there's creepy moments in it but i think it was my expectation of it was just way too high that i was more watching it with that instead of letting it be what it was there's just you know a few really cool visuals though especially at the end once everything happens and and right i just thought it was really well done you don't really see a, a lot of quality shit like that right that doesn't mind to be obscure and isolate a big portion of your audience or take the chance of doing that, right? Yeah, right. No, I know, I know, I know. And a lot of, yeah. And, well, producers don't go for that. So nope. was that an A24 film? Yep. It had to have been. They're the yep. only ones today that are making, yep. you know, they make some of the best movies out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go back real quick to another found footage kind of film. Uh, they made three of them, but the first one I think is the best. second one has some good stuff in it, but it's a movie called VHS. Okay, here's the deal. we got to break into this house. All we have to do is steal this one VHS tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a, in the very first one, they have, I think it's four, four stories. It's kind of like a creep show idea, basically, an anthology kind of thing. Yeah. But there's one in it where they do this story about this married couple, our newlywed couple that's on a vacation somewhere for, I think, their honeymoon or something like that. Yeah. And this, they're videotaping this and that, whatever. And the girl, the the wife of this, this married duo, there's something kind of, you can tell she's not really into it in, in certain things. And then weird things start happening and unfolding through it. And this, this mysterious girl comes to their their hotel room uh, during one of their stays at, at the night and then they have this scene after that that mysterious girl visits that night that they they show them of course they're recording their reaction so what do you who do you think that was all that stuff and then the camera goes off of course you see the little you know and and the camera supposedly cut and then it comes back on 
and you could see it filming the girl, the wife, in bed, and she's asleep. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And then it pans over to the other bed, and that's the husband, and he's asleep there. And I remember seeing that and just going, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. And then it goes on from there. There's another creepy thing similar to that that happens at, at the end. But that was one of the stories. Out of all of the monster stuff and all of the weird things that they came up with in the, those stories, that was kind of like, a, oh, my God. Yeah. That kind of disturbed me a bit. Without going too far back again. Well, to be honest, when I saw Jurassic Park the first time, it just, <laughs> my girlfriend of the time, I was practically sitting in her lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Really? That movie scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you know what? I, honestly, I can tell you that uh, I was saying earlier I can't remember a movie that made me jump that much. The Spitter in Jurassic Park that made me jump more than anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I, With Newman. <laughs> it was. I jumped so bad at that. Yeah, that for me it was that, and it was. Um, the arm and then the raptor's head coming through on Laura Dern. Yeah, I jumped pretty good at that. But then I just I just had that whole like crunched stomach of tension. <laughs> right, right. Through the whole like I was sitting forward the whole time because I was like ready to run for the doors. I don't know. That movie just <laughs> I love dinosaurs so much when I you know right. I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a little kid. And oh, wow. uh, okay. to see that movie and and see those you know those animals moving like that, and because that was also people don't I don't think I think we take for granted now. It was pretty early on in the uh, evolution of the thought pattern that they were more bird like than than they were more lizard like. Before right. this, they were the tail dragging, slow moving kind of Godzilla style monsters that. Uh, out of our imagination and if you look through all the books back then that's what we thought and it was a a paleontologist Jack Horner I think is his name out of Montana who basically came up with the idea that no 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 they're not lizards so much as they are birds and if you look at their hips they're more like bird hips they they walk level the tail is for balancing so there's this you know and then that's where we get that gate of the the flat head with the tail way out and the T-Rex kind of running that way so right. to be able to see those creatures like that and in motion, and it's almost right. like seeing them alive for the first time because that, that was the first movie with well-executed CG. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was on the opposite end of the spectrum that you stated you were on earlier, which is I didn't know anything about dinosaurs. I knew broad strokes. I knew what a T-Rex was and stuff like that, but those spitter ones and the gallimimas or whatever, and especially like the raptors and stuff, yeah. I had no idea what they were, so it was cool. At the time, they didn't really know too much about it, but velociraptors... are smaller. They're tiny. Yeah, they're only like yeah. three feet tall. Right. But they've, there's a, such a thing as like a Utah raptor that have since been found and curated and all that in museums and all that stuff. And they, those are almost as big as, as the yeah. ones in the movie. I so think that they have scientifically proven that the uh, raptors really did go... <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what was even more scary than this stuff. 
was Jurassic Park 3. When I saw that, I was like... <laughs> because it was so bad? Yes. And you're like, William H. Macy, what are you thinking? No kidding. <laughs> run, run from the set. I I swear, I didn't think it would get any worse, and then Jurassic World came out. <laughs> I know. Ugh. I know, and they're doing well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, is there any more from the childhood you want to talk about? When spoons are having a jamboree, they break it up with English glee. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst. That's right. I grew up in, uh, like, a Hudson Valley region of New York State, and that is where the setting for the uh sleepy hollow sleepy hollow is actually up there and uh the whole ichabod crane thing and all that stuff so when i you know seeing the disney version of it even though it's disney i just i don't know i was fucking fascinated with that story because again it's that kind of like the witch but a a little newer you know by a few by 120 years but it has that kind of feeling of uh what is it? Lack of science. We, you know, without science, you have that unknown kind of feel, and the spooks of the outside of the limbs of the trees become way more threatening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know, right? Folklore is life. So the idea of yep. this guy with a jack o' lantern for a head, <laughs> and he right. goes around gathering the heads of of, of other people. You know, I, on right. a black horse. That's such a cool image and again having grown up in that area you know anybody who's grown up anywhere in New England or whatever where it's very woodsy and you have those two lane roads where the trees basically grow over it to the top where the the night sky barely shines through it gets very dark and very your eyes deceive you as far as depth perception and what you know what's going on out beyond the woods yeah so it, right. it has a really good feeling and then there's the tim burton movie which i'm not a particular fan of you know i don't i don't know christopher walken as a sleepy hollow guy just doesn't do it for me as as far as the headless horseman right right but i did love i did love casper van Dien because he's the best <laughs> yeah exactly when is he not though that's the thing you got Starship Troopers yeah. and Starship Troopers 3, and that's it. No, Tarzan. He was in the Tarzan movie. Oh, Tarzan, yeah. How could I forget his body of work? <laughs> yeah. You tack a road Masbeth down. Turned his horse. Came back. Came back to clean the head. As far as uh, Sleepy Hollow to me... I appreciated it because Tim Burton went out of his way, apparently, to tell Warner Brothers, who made that film, that I want to lock people's heads off, I want to do this, and I don't want to do a PG-13, and so they gave him the R. And, you know, even that Disney cartoon is really Uh, dark. Disney had a lot of dark stuff in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Fantasia alone, there's a lot of dark stuff in that. Well, even Bambi, the fucking mom, gets shot, like, right in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a staple with Disney. Right. If you're a parent, then you're dead meat, man. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And that and that Disney movie, or little short it was, was it was really cool. Great animation and all of that stuff. Took that creepy vibe of that time and that feel and really put it in there. And still didn't make it so dark a kid couldn't watch it. Although I remember being kind of creeped out about it when I was a kid. But then, you know, Tim Burton makes that movie right. with uh, uh, Warner Brothers and then makes it R-rated and lops people's heads off. And it was, I liked it. it I can cool. respect that. I can respect that. Especially that was in the era of the the disappearing rated R movie. <laughs> right. The beginning of it. You know what I mean? Where yep. rated R movies were starting to go away and he right. stood by, by his gun. So I can respect that. And that was, he was still kind of um, in his game at that point. I think he hadn't really started right. to peter out yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was right after yeah. that. Yeah, they're both Johnny and him both started going to hell in a handbasket right both. around that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And look at them now. Yeah, Slaves of Disney. Well, and I think that's about going to wrap it up, eh, Derek? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. End of season one. Yeah. Put a wrap on it. Yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, have some Mai Tais and mm. put our feet up and mm-hmm. celebrate the end of a, a, a glorious season. I'll say. Look look back there at that season. Hmm, beautiful. Wow. wow season. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate to see you leave, season, but I love to watch you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, Tim, that's that's harassment. Oh. You're harassing the season now. It can file charges. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, remember, if you ever want to answer some of the questions we've asked each other through a show or ask a question about us or anything that's related to the shows that you've listened to and or will listen to, then you can find us at the social media stuff that we uh, said in the middle of the show. Alright, cool man. Yeah, man. Peace out, daddy-o. <laughs> Alright, groovy. I'm gonna hit this motherfucking button and we are gonna fly through the galaxy. Alright, we gotta jump that space wall though, just remember. <laughs> <laughs>